Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Marino. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm Kyle Krabs, and I'm joined by Joe Marino. And we are here live in Tampa getting prepped for the East-West Shrine game. I'm sorry, St. Pete? Not Tampa. Yeah. yeah, not Tampa. St. Pete for the East-West Shrine game this week. And uh, we have the entire Draft Network cohort down here with us. Joe, welcome to Takes on Takes Monday. We're getting takes and takes in before the festivities start this week. And we have some great takes to go through. Kyle, it's, it's, it's guys. Guys yeah, being you. dudes. If I don't get the rumble, you're not going to be able to do the intro okay. again. So well, that, I'm just glad you let me do it once. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it was a unique circumstance. In my, well... We'll give you another chance, maybe, but if I don't hear the rumble, just let it go. Got to have the rumble there. Uh, Takes on takes, man, on a Monday. I think this is back-to-back weeks we did this, but Uh, we got to get them in. We got a busy week here with the Shrine game, as you mentioned, uh, and uh, so you can expect a lot of coverage on that the rest of the week here. So uh, we did get some good takes sent in throughout the week, So uh, some as usual. So don't forget to send those in as you think of them on the spot. Hit Hit us up with that hashtag takes on takes and we will uh, do our best to include all of them if possible so uh, keep them keep them coming we got a lot of going on here with the offseason the draft a lot of things so takes on takes at grinding the tape at the joe marino and uh, let's let's do this joe i did the intro i'm giving the first take to you okay i'm calling the shots here this is from dadders (laughs) on twitter after excelling under the guidance of gruden or shanahan in the senior bowl drew lock will be elevated for a top 15 pick hashtag takes on takes Wow. Um, so this is a predictive take here, whether or not I believe Drew Locke will be a top 15 pick. And obviously his performance at the at the Senior Bowl next week will, will weigh heavily into that. Um, you know, it's interesting because I think the dynamics of this quarterback class have really shifted here in the last week with... Kyler Murray. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we will know today, depending on when you're listening to this, if Kyler Murray is entering the 2019 draft. Featured Dolphin great Kyler Murray. And we, that's going to come up here in some of these other takes. So, okay. uh, And Haskins is in, right? Yep. Um, and so will Drew Locke be a top 15 guy? There's plenty of need. There's plenty of need, Kyle. And there's, there's, there's arm talent present with Locke that I think... Quarterbacks, and I'm not making making comparisons, but I think between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and some of the stuff they were able to do with their arms, I think Drew Locke will be elevated. So, do I think Drew Locke will be a top 15 pick? Yes. Oh, you're crazy. Do I think he should be a top 15 pick? No. But between, be, we'll have a lot more quarterback takes coming in here. But 
I think I think there could be four of them. But I'm just biting my tongue. Yeah. Well, look, four. You don't think four? Just wait. Just wait, Kyle. I'll give you this next take here, and that will lead perfectly oh into this. God. That will lead perfectly into. Don't give me this take from no, Ryan Norwood. No, you're getting the one from Joe Marino. This is I sent this in. Okay. I sent in at the Joe Marino says hashtag takes on takes. And this is considering the eight senior bowl quarterbacks. And nine. When I, it's nine now, okay? So it's nine. You can, you can deal with that how you wish. It's a factual yeah. error. And on January 9th, when I sent this in, it wasn't a factual error. It says, not considering if they should, but two of the senior bowl quarterbacks get drafted in the top 50, and all eight get drafted at some point. Okay, so top 50. You got Daniel Jones and Drew Locke. I think those are pretty safe bets to be top 50 picks. Yep. Because, you know, even if Locke falls out of the first round, you're going to team like Denver. Like, Drew Locke's going to – Denver's going to fall in love with Drew Locke. Right. In my opinion. Um, so that's why he'll and, be drafted in the top 15. And I know there's some some rumblings from people who are uh, even better connected with the Broncos organization than I am, <clears throat> Ben Albright, who have said Broncos fans get to know Drew Locke. So Broncos fans get to know Drew Locke. Um, will all eight get drafted? Who the hell's going to take a pick on Trace McSorley? I don't know. Somebody's drafted Danny Etling, Kyle. Somebody drafted mm. Tanner Lee. I, I <laughs> I'm going to say false. I don't think all eight get drafted. Okay, give me not, give me Tyree. How many of the nine? Eight. So you're hung up on on Trace. Trace. I don't, I don't know who's going to spend a draft pick on Trace McSorley. I'm sorry. But, okay. Uh, so, real quick here, Drew Locke, Broncos fans should get familiar with him. They pick 10th. Are you telling me Drew Locke's not a top 15 no, pick? No. Elway won't make that mistake. No. What did you just say? He's choked on his own moves at quarterback like three times in a row. He, there's no way he forces Drew Locke as a top 10 pick. Whew. I don't know if Broncos fans are, are happy or mad or what, but that's an interesting uh, angle there. Um, okay. How about Anchor's take? Daniel yeah. Jones will be the first co- quarterback taken in the draft. Teams will be impressed with him in the interview rooms, and I believe he will show up for the Senior Bowl. Hashtag draft two, hashtag takes one takes. This was sent in on January 6th, so you know, their timing here matters. Um, no, I don't, I don't think he's going to be the first quarterback taken. I, I, I probably think Haskins and Murray go ahead of him. I do think that teams will be impressed with him during the interview room. That's When I've talked to NFL scouts about Daniel Jones, they rave about him as a person, his intelligence, uh, his intangibles. Uh, I mean, it, the word Tim Tebow was mentioned in those discussions. So I've said that a lot on this podcast, so people have heard me say that. But, yeah, I think that he's going to come out as a riser for more reasons than just what he does <clears throat> on the football field. So uh, I'm all over Daniel Jones having a rise. Again, kind of disconnecting my personal valuation of Daniel Jones versus where I think he'll go and where I think the NFL will value him. Um, here we go. Uh, I got to give you the next one here. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, this one. We're, we're, this is quarterback takes on takes here. I like this one right here for you. Okay. This comes from I. I don't even know. Sir, Sir Lax of E Orange. Is that a something? Is that a pop culture thing? That, I do not understand okay. that reference. Right. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I wasn't uh, just showing my limited pop culture knowledge here. All right, Jordan Tiamu. He's the Ole Miss quarterback. Is the same? Well, okay. I got to rephrase this. Jordan Tiamu is the same exact player as Mitchell Trubisky. Similar build and stat line, 
future succession starter for the CO 2004 teams? What is CO 2004? Well, it's one of the, the teams that drafted a quarterback in 2004, like Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, class of. Yeah, class of. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah, look at me. I'm looking like a clown here. Phillip Rivers or okay, uh, so the New York Giants. To unpack this here, Jordan Tiamo is the same player as Trubisky, similar build in, in stat line, and that he will succeed Roethlisberger, Manning, or Rivers. I see where you're going with this, Sir Lax of E-Orange, and I appreciate what you're saying. Uh, I'm not buying that Tiamu is the same exact player as Mitch Trubisky, but they do have very similar strengths and weaknesses. Athletic, guys that can throw on the move, guys that like to push down the, the ball down the field, and if they don't push the ball down the field, they like to throw a lot of quick game. There are similarities between Trubisky's resume at UNC and Tiamu's at Ole Miss, but I would say this. I think Mitch had much more deliberate placement skills in the intermediate areas of the field where I think Tiamu uh, really makes his guys work between 5 and 15 yards trying to catch the football. And I also think Tiamu makes more egregious decisions when he's forced to hold the ball a little bit longer. Uh, and I think Mitch is a better athlete, better runner. But strengths and weaknesses, I can definitely buy what you're saying. Now, was, is he a succession starter for the Steelers, Giants, or Chargers? Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. I'd like him in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh just drafted Mason Rudolph, and they've got Josh Dobbs, who's beating out Mason Rudolph for the backup quarterback <laughs> job. So um, I don't know. I think I'd take the field versus three teams if I'm trying to slot him. Yeah, he, he actually specifically was hopeful that you would say the Chargers. Uh, with, oh, is he with, a Chargers guy? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, go Chargers, go. Uh, yep. Obviously, this one's getting saved for you, so send yeah. me anything else. All right, so yeah. I'm going to give you Ryan Norwood's take. No, that's what I that, <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke, Joe. Yeah, that's the joke. I get it. Okay, uh, Mitch Dottery, take from undraftable, talking, I'm assuming, about Baker Mayfield. I don't care if it's tomorrow. I don't care if it's next week, but please... For the love of God, I need to hear you two rant. Replying to Danny Cannell, 
tweeting that UCF versus Clemson would be closer than Clemson Notre Dame or Clemson Alabama. Uh, I'm I'm assuming he's saying Clemson Alabama because that game was 44 to 16. Well, the game was Jan- the, this tweet was on January 8th. When was the Oh, night? okay. So this is this is referring to Clemson Notre Dame. Yes. Oh no. So th- I was going. I read this and I thought we were going to talk about Alabama. Well, and I, guess who's the goose? Because okay. you got to reply to the tape. No, that's fine. I'm here for this. So Clemson versus UCF would have been a closer game than Clemson no, Notre no, no, Dame. No, 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 no. You know what? The game, the national championship, was played on the seventh. Right. Okay, so this was definitely about Alabama. Definitely. Well, this let's, was- let's do both. We'll just be responsible and answer both. Make sure we get. Do you think? No. No. No, I don't. In either case. In either case. Really? And and here's the thing. Maybe the game, the score might have been closer. Okay? But the matchup wouldn't have been better or closer. And I think the way the game unfolds obviously dictates the margin of victory. Okay? So there's too much, there's too many things, things that happen within the game that dictate the score. There's no way UCF would have been a better matchup or a more entertaining game or whatever those things. Clemson was just the best friggin' team in college football. Did you read some of these comments about how Clemson, like in that time between the ACC championship and the playoffs, they spent like a week preparing for Notre Dame, but then moved on to Alabama? That's badass. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. If anything, this is, this is an argument for Georgia. But oh, or yeah, Ohio State, Georgia team that lost their bowl game. Yeah, you know how this goes. You know SEC teams that think they should be in in better bowl games, and they go down to the to the Sugar Bowl in yeah. in New Orleans. They get their ass handed yeah, to them. Yeah, they tuck their willies between their legs. They and do. Feel sorry for themselves and oh, crawl please. home. Yeah, poor guys. Oh, yeah, and it makes me look like an idiot because I always pine for them. So if they could stop doing that, that'd be really good, Kyle. All right, let's get back to quarterbacks. Yeah, let's talk to our quarterbacks here. <laughs> this, this, yeah. is, this, is, this one is for Kyle. We no, gotta, no, I don't want it. You know, you're getting this and, because the Dolphins people need your Dolphins information, and I don't want you to get hung up on the first two words here. Okay, can I interject real yeah. quick? Uh-huh. I had a re- re- suggestion to start a Dolphins podcast and call it We Ain't Nothing But Mammals. What are your <laughs> thoughts? I think it would be highly annoying considering every time I mention the fish – you have I to correct you that they're, yeah. they're actually mammals. I know, yeah. I know. I've they're been marine correct. mammals. Uh, yeah, I've been corrected. Oh, I don't know, four hundred times. I would definitely use that song too. I don't know the song. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. You never heard this? Song? I don't know what that. Oh is. lordy, I don't know that. Is it nineties country? Send help. Send help, please. As we sit here on Trevor Sikama's bed, <laughs> recording this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> He's out doing radio. We've invaded his bedroom, and we're recording this podcast from the top of his comforter. Okay, all right, here we go. This is from Ryan Norwood. Chris Richard. 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 Plus Dolphins D. Plus Kyler Murray. What Dolphins D? Plus strong draft on D after drafting Murray. The Finns could actually compete for the AFC East right away. So what I think people want to hear you do is talk about Chris Richard, now that it's Brian Flores, and the no. possibilities of Kyler Murray. That's no. what I want to hear. Brian Flores is not my coach. Yes, he is. Chris Richard is my coach. Well, he's the- Give me Chris Richard. Look, I don't know if the Patriots won yesterday because we're recording this before the game's kicked off. It's true. But the best thing that could happen 
is Dallas lost on Saturday night. We get the Patriots with a win, and the Dolphins now have an extra potential week or longer to think about this. Don't mess this up, please. And listen, Brian Flores may end up being a good coach. And in all seriousness, I had just married myself to the idea of I absolutely wanted Chris Richard to be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Love the energy that he brings. Love his attitude. Uh, He's done a wonderful job. Don't delete that yet. Uh, With This is NFL Under Review. Local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Awards show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This, this secondary in Dallas and obviously has a long tenure under Pete Carroll, and that's an impressive span of coaching, and I love the energy that he brings. Um, so I, I don't know what to expect from Brian Flores, and I don't really know anybody does other than those that were in the interview room mm-hmm. and the people within the, the Patriots organization. So um, if that's the direction that they want to go, they feel he's a good culture fit. I think this is something the Dolphins are going to be paying a lot more attention to is the culture fit of the locker room. They've chased offensive gurus for 10 years now, and it has not paid dividends. So they know they need to uh, do this differently and build this differently. As far as the Dolphins, D, what assets do you have on the Dolphins' defense? Uh, Adam Gase nearly ran Rashad Jones out of town because he refused to fire Matt Burt. Uh, you have Xavier Howard, who wants to be the highest-paid cornerback in all football. Miami, p- please play him. You have to pay people money to play football. Keep your good players that you draft. That's how good teams stay good. Uh, Make a Fitzpatrick, Raquan McMillan when you're playing teams that played 1990s football. Jerome Baker actually had a nice year. And you've got a couple decent interior defensive linemen in uh, Devon Godshell and Vincent Taylor. That's your foundation. How many, game, how many game changers are on that roster on the defensive side of the football? Maybe one or two. Maybe, maybe one or two. Yeah. Minka and Xavier, yeah. right? Rashad, you know, he's hit or miss. I don't think that there's necessarily a foundation here to compete on defense. They need two new starting defensive ends because Cam Wake, I love him to death, but he's almost 40 years old. And he had a down year this year. The pressure was up, but the, the finishes were down. Uh, I hope he stays in Miami, but he's also up for renewal. Robert Quinn, overpaid. They're going to let him go. They're convinced they need a roster rebuild. Kiko Alonso, overpaid. He's going to go. So I don't, I don't think they have the foundation there, even with a strong draft on defense. And as far as Kyler Murray, I'm convinced this is happening. Miami needs star power. The owner wanted the Dolphins to trade back when they had the offer last year and then take Lamar Jackson in the first round. And the Dolphins' trio of Gase, Tannenbaum, and Greer vetoed that trade. 
They want a star. You get a Heisman Trophy winner, guy that's one of the hottest names in all of sports. Miami hasn't had star power in this team in a really long time. I'm convinced his concerns aside, and I have significant concerns. You're going to have to really cater your offense to Kyler Murray if you bring him in. But I do think he's better armed than Dwayne Haskins. I watched both these guys over the course of the last weekend. So, long story long, no, I don't think all those elements combined would lead to the Dolphins competing in the AFC East right away. But I think it would be a step in the right direction to hire Chris Richard, and they're going to draft a quarterback. It's a question is, do they want to hitch their wagon to Kyler Murray? I'm convinced that they will, but maybe that's just me mentally preparing for something that's, that's going to be a difficult transition. Okay. You can delete that now. Thank you. All right. Uh, Matty V, who unfortunately will not be getting the draft dude's tattoo. Hate to see that. We love you, Matt. Anyway, uh, we can work on some parameters for a future draft dude's <laughs> tattoo. Uh, Oregon wins the Pac-12 next year. Hashtag takes on takes. So they went fourth in their division this year, but they're bringing back a lot of guys. I mean, with Herbert and those offensive linemen, um, they've recruited well. Here's the thing. Washington, right? You know that's going to be a good football team. They upgrade big at quarterback, in my opinion, here with uh, Easton stepping in. I, you know, I just I, I feel like they're on the on on the right track there. I, I don't know. I, so really, what this comes down to is Oregon going to be better than Washington? I think it'll be close. Give me give me Washington. Oh, give me Washington. You still want the Huskies? Well, I think. De facto, that offense gets better by not having Jake Browning at quarterback, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know they're going to play defense. They recruit well. Trey Adams is back. I mean, I think they're going to be okay. They got some explosive playmakers there on the yeah. on the perimeter. I mean, they're just na- not names that are known because right. they play at Washington and nobody sees them right. play football. Unfortunately, right. on the East Coast, I think it's be Washington. Okay, I really do. Give me Oregon. I'm not. This isn't. This isn't an official bet, by the way. You're backing down. No, Solid. I don't. I'm, it's, it's January. You, folks, you heard it here first. 13th. You heard it here first. No. What was that from? Maybe you did that on. I said that once on a pod, didn't I? You heard, you it, heard here. it here first. I don't know what that's from. All right, here we go. Uh, last one of the day. Lucas Minton Sports says. I feel like. Can, I, can we give a shout out to Lucas Minton? Yeah, go ahead. I feel like we get takes from him every week. Well, this is a good we one. We appreciate you. And this is, this is a great take. I like this take. In a 2017 redraft, George Kittle is the first tight end taken in a top 10 lock. Oh, top 10 lock. I didn't see that part. Okay. Here's the class. Okay. No, I got the class here. Okay. If you're unfamiliar or uninitiated, the the 2017 tight end class is O.J. Howard, David Njoku, Evan Ingram, Adam Shaheen, Jordan Leggett, Gerald Everett, uh, George Kittle, Janu Smith... That's about the extent of it, as far as notable names. Michael Roberts. Did I say Michael Roberts? Uh, you didn't know. I did now. I think he's definitely the top tight end. I don't think there's any question he's the top tight end just because he does it all. He's a great blocker. He's turned into a volume receiver. Now, that's not to say I don't think if you took O.J. Howard and put him on an offense that doesn't have Mike Evans – that he doesn't get more volume in. I know O.J. hurt this year, and he was on pace for a great year. I don't know if you put Evan Ingram on an offense that doesn't have Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr., that he's not getting much more volume as far as targets versus San Francisco, where Kittle is the featured target. Top 10 pick. Um, 
Just set the receiving yards record for yeah, but, tight but end. what does that class look like in the top ten? Hold on, I, I'm going to consult the 2017 NFL Draft prospectus live here on the air. I mean, this is interesting while you're looking that up. I mean, oh, this is the timing of this is unique with Kittle coming off a historically great season, O.J. Howard being injured, and then you kind of have a couple guys in Njoku um, and Ingram that flash really dynamic potential. This is a great class. Yeah, this this is actually a really good draft class, too. Uh, would you take Kittle over Miles Garrett? No. Would you take Kittle over Deshaun Watson? No. Would you take Kittle over Jamal Adams? No. Would you take Kittle over Ryan Ramchak? No. Would you take Kittle over Christian McCaffrey? It's a push. Kittle over Eddie Jackson? Jackson. Kittle over Marshawn Lattimore? Uh, Lattimore. Kittle over Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes. You see, this is what I'm getting at. I, yeah. just, I just don't think that there's – I think there's too many good football players to say top 10. But if you're saying like top 20, top 25, absolutely. Maybe even 15. Maybe even 15. Yeah. But there's just a lot of talent at the top of that class, so I'm passing on the back half of that take. But tight end one, absolutely. Yeah, very good, very good tight end class. And, uh, and that is going to do it here today for Takes on Takes Monday. Peace. And, uh, again, we're going to be here all week in St. Petersburg covering the East-West Shrine game. Next week uh, in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. They'll all be podcasts in which Kyle and I are together in the flesh. So hopefully that will lead to some of our best work. Maybe we'll get some guests. We'll do it all. We have a lot of ideas. We're going to see what scientists don't even know. They don't know. But you know what scientists do recommend? Hitting subscribe on the Draft Dudes podcast. Hitting subscribe to the Draft Dudes podcast. Five-star ratings, written reviews, saying kind things. We love that. Uh, And telling a friend. That's our new challenge. Tell somebody about this podcast. It's draft season. We want to see the screenshots, too. Yeah. Oh, man. You want to tweet us the screenshot? You want to see Kyle Swoon or hear Kyle Swoon? Send him a send him a screenshot with hashtag uh, share a dude. Ooh, <laughs> I'm Joe Marino at the Joe Marino. He's Kyle Krabs at Grinding the Tape. We'll be back for you again tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.